Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. Hi friends and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. And if you are listening to this episode around New Year's, then I hope you've had lots of time to celebrate, to really enjoy and savor the achievements you've had during the year, all the wins, all the successes, and even the mistakes. Now we've all made some this year and I hope that you spent some time looking at the lessons. You know, what have you learned from that? That way you can leave those mistakes, those difficult times behind and take those lessons, those important parts with you to make next year even bigger and brighter for you. And obviously, this time of year, there's so many messages out there in social media about the importance of being grateful for 2018, to save those moments, to look at the achievements, and then to plan for 2019. And yes, that is incredibly important. You know, to be able to debrief your year really helps to solidify the achievements to give yourself the much-deserved pat on the back for those wins and those successes, to help you see how far you've come and what you've learned. Yet with all that, there's one really important piece missing. Again, all these messages about celebrate and be grateful and so on. Yeah, really important. Yet, again, there's still one thing that's missing, the key, I believe, that's really missing. I'll get to that in a second. Firstly, uh, as I mentioned before, it is really important to debrief your year. It's really important to step back over your year and think about, yeah, what have been the achievements? What have you been grateful for? And what are the lessons? And normally I would do this on one of my last days of work. And I haven't actually done it this year because the day I was going to do it, we ended up being away on a holiday. We had to, at the last minute, move our holiday a couple of days earlier. And um, it happened to be on the day that I was going to be sitting down and debriefing my entire year. So I haven't done it yet. So in a way, it kind of feels like my year hasn't come to an end. So in fact, I think I'm gonna have to get out my iPad and do the journaling on that tonight, just to bring this to a close. But when I do my journaling, when I look back over my year, there's three different steps I look at and in a number of key different areas and I look at what are the achievements what am I grateful for and what are the lessons and I do this in four key areas and that is the first one being mind body and spirit you know if we don't take care of ourselves first it's really difficult to be our very best for everybody else in our relationships and our work and so on and that does lead me to the other one again firstly Mind, body, and spirit. What have been my achievements? What am I grateful for? And what are my lessons? What have I learned from the difficult moments? Then the second part is family and relationships. Now, what have been my achievements with my family and my relationships? What am I grateful for? Who are the people in my life I'm incredibly grateful for? And what have been those really special moments that I really want to savor and keep with me? And then again, what have been my mistakes? in my interactions with my family and the important people in my life. What have been those mistakes? What have I learned from that? How can I be even better again in 2019? The third key area then is my work. Again, what have been my achievements? What am I grateful for? And what are my lessons in my work for this year? And I break that down to a number of different areas. Now, there's my presentations, um, the programs that I run. There's 
the way in which I work with my team. There is uh, the podcast. There's the bookkeeping side. There's a whole bunch of different things. Again, I you know, break down each key area as well. And the last one is, and you can play around with this one. It could be a whole bunch of different things for you. But it's hobbies, areas of play, or contribution to society, or other areas. So that last one, you know, you can add, you know, two, three, four more onto the end of there. But you know, what are the hobbies, your your areas of play, your contribution, those fun things that you do? that, again, you really want to work on, that you really want to celebrate this time of year. And when you're spending your time in gratitude, particularly if you've had a difficult year this year, maybe one thing that could help is I put a post out there on social media recently and it was all about what if the only things you have tomorrow are the things for which you are grateful today. And even just thinking about that post at the time, I put it up there it made me think a lot more deeply about the things that I need to be grateful for because normally I spend time in gratitude for my family and the opportunities I've had and the encounters that I have and things like that. But at that moment, I started to be even more grateful for the really simple things like having shelter, having food, having water, having a car, all those types of things. So again, if you're struggling to think about things to be grateful for in terms of mind, body, spirit, family and relationships, work and hobbies and play, all that type of thing, Maybe look at what if the only things you are grateful for from this year are the things that you had for next year. So for me, by writing this all out, it kind of gets it off my mind. It's a great way to look back and to have a snapshot at the year and what it's been. And normally I would do this when I was working from the city. Normally I'd do this at this little coffee shop called the River Bar right on the, on the river. Actually, it's not that little. It's quite big really, but I do it there. And I just block out a whole morning. And firstly, looking back over the year before, what I wrote for that year, and then spending a whole morning just focusing, just debriefing, just getting it out of my mind. Last year, I think I did it down in a place near me called Wellington Point, and it's an area where I grew up, and I just sat down on a, a park bench right near the water, and I just wrote it all out there. But again, it's the next part that's critical, and I think this next part is what most people miss. And this is the part of ritualizing it. How can you really bring it to a close? How can you really bring it to an end? So this can take seconds. It can be minutes. It can be hours. Or it could be an entire day. It can be serious or it can be just for fun. It can be private, something that you do on your own, or it can be with other people. This is all about what works the best for you. And you know what? Sometimes it might take a few different ideas. It might take a few different goes at it to really find the one that works for you. Now, as we know, particularly this time of year, rituals are really important. They create certainty. And with that comes resilience and hope. Even in terms of birthdays, it's not a birthday unless there's a cake and a candle and there's presents. It's not Christmas unless there's friends and family around. There's the tree. There's the presents. For people who are religious, like myself, it's not Christmas unless you go to Mass. And it's not Christmas until you have the right food there, whatever it is that you have. It's the turkey or it's the ham or it's the the trifle or whatever it is. We need to have these little rituals. It's partly tradition, but also these these processes, these activities, these step-by-step things that we do to let us know that, yes, this is a birthday, or yes, this is Christmas, or there's even smaller things. Like I remember when I started the job and I was kind of like a youth worker at a school and I found it really difficult to switch off at the end of the day. I'd be coming home and I'd be worried about things that happened or running conversations through my head. And a mentor of mine at the time, he he gave me one really key piece of advice and that was to help me switch off 
before I left work, go to the bathroom and wash my hands. Now, it sounds funny. It wasn't a hygiene thing. It was about go to the bathroom, wash my hands as I'm washing my hands. In a way, kind of say thank you for the day that's been. Let all the worries and concerns and things just wash away. And by doing that, I'm able to be more present when I get home. It's not saying I'm not going to care about this stuff anymore. It's more about acknowledging that this time has now come to an end. I can stop there. I can leave it here. And now I can be present for the part that's coming next. It's like closing one door, opening the next. It's like stopping one song so you can start another. Or emptying the dishwasher, taking everything out so you can put a whole new load in. You can't wash a new load of of washing unless you take the, the previous one out. So you need to bring something to complete close. So for me, washing the hands was really important for that. Another one that I do now is, in fact, when we moved from our previous house to our current one, um, my sons at the time were four and one, I think, and as a way to help us bring closure to that house, to leaving, to moving on from there, we walked around to every single room and we said thank you. He said, thank you, lounge room. Thank you, dining room. Thank you, kitchen. Thank you, toilet. My sons thought that was particularly funny, but <laughs> thank you, toilet. Thank you, bathroom. Thank you, bedrooms. Thank you, everything. And that was, again, a way for us to bring a close to that time that we had as a family within that house and with those memories. I even do it now when I finish a program. After we pack up all of our gear, I'll often just stand there looking at the empty room, bringing to mind the moments that had happened and just say, thank you. And then off I go. If I've just finished a three-day program. Sometimes on these programs, the students, we get the students to write notes of affirmation to each other. And they'll often write ones to us as well. So after this is my way to bring closure to that program. After packing up all my gear, I'd drive to the closest coffee shop, get a coffee, then sit there in my car in the car park and just read the notes of affirmation. And as I'm reading one from the student, I'd just say thank you to them. And then same with the next one, then the next one. And afterwards, again, putting them back in the envelope, closing the envelope and just saying thank you i even do the same in a hotel room or after a holiday or after our family trip to new zealand we're driving around going thank you new zealand it sounds really funny but it's our way it's my way to bring a close to the moment that was so that i can be completely open and present for that which is about to come so again after you write it all down it can be on paper, it can be in your laptop or your iPad, it doesn't really matter where, but after you write it all down, again, your achievements, what you're grateful for, your lessons, I'll have those four key areas, by the way, in the show notes, I'll have them down in the show notes for you, but after you write that down, ritualize it coming to an end, okay, without doing that, it's kind of like the song that keeps playing in your mind, it keeps going over and over and over and over until you listen to the song in its entirety again, why? Because your brain needs closure, your brain needs for it to be finished, it's like singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star but leaving out the very last line, your brain will keep going over and over and over again, that's the same thing with sometimes when we continue a conversation in our mind, it's because maybe we haven't brought it to the closure that we wanted it to, when you write it all down, Again, for me, step away and say thank you. I close the iPad, I walk off, I know that I'm done. Or maybe go and wash your hands. Or maybe go and treat yourself with a piece of cake or chocolate or buy that thing that you've been wanting to buy for a while now. Yeah, Just treat yourself with something. Or go for dinner with someone special. Or go on a holiday or a day trip. Or write it down, put it in an envelope, and then put it away in a box somewhere with all the other yearly summaries that you've written. Just do something to help you ritualize the closure 
of 2018. Everything you're grateful for, all those achievements, all the lessons, bring a closure to all of that. And by doing so, you can move forward to 2019 with a lot more openness, a lot more presence. Also, by focusing on the positives, as you know, you're more able to take on those positive risks. You're more able to dream those bigger dreams when you are in that positive state. So when you do your debriefing, when you write it all out, yeah, look at the lessons, look at the mistakes, but bring it back to what are the positives I can take out of this? How can I learn from these times? So with that, I would love to hear what you do to ritualize the end of 2018. So jump on our Facebook group. It's a private closed group. Um, jump on there. I'd love for you to be part of the conversation. So get on there. It's Do Life Better podcast group on Facebook, of course. Get on there. Tell us what you do to ritualize the closure of 2018. Tag us in there on social media. Take a screenshot of the episode. Put me in there at Dave Jorner and at Do Life Better podcast. Put us up on your Instagram stories or whatever works for you. And please, if you haven't done so already, please do leave me a rating and a review. That helps to get this podcast out in front of many more people just like you to help them do their lives even better as well. So again, thank you very much. It's been awesome for our Do Life Better community to grow this year. I know that I've grown a lot from the different episodes and the guests that we've had throughout the year, and I can't wait to a huge 2019 coming up. So again, thanks for spending some time with me today. Can't wait till next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think will benefit from these messages, And now it's time to get out there and do life better.